What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Today, we are digging in to how to manifest the shit you want in your motherfucking life, specifically the right person, which I get DMs about all the time. So sit back, grab a journal, take some fucking notes, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. Oh my gosh, you guys, this episode is going to give you a lot of goodness. Jamie Bronstein wrote a book that just came out called Man Ifesting, <laughs> which I love. And we're going to get into a whole bunch of different stuff that's not just necessarily, you know, how to manifest a person into your life. It's really manifesting in general. We're going to talk about manifesting what you want in life specifically a relationship or that special person, but manifesting nonetheless, the difference and importance between fear and love and how you can't manifest from a place of fear. Where should you be making your decisions from? Really key fucking element to, to when you're manifesting. What the fuck is your intuition and how do you tap into that shit and strengthen it to help yourself through this crazy, crazy life? We've had a couple questions come in in the past about how do I know if it's my intuition or my ego, and this is going to give you some insights and some tools to how to kind of strengthen that intuition. We talked about that on the solo episode this month. Are you trying to create a relationship from what Jamie refers to as a fear-based dating persona? So are you fucked before you even start the process? Basically, we're going to get into what those fear based dating personas are to make sure you are not starting in that space because we don't want that. Seven steps to manifesting love into your life. There is an actual roadmap. Jamie has it. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what she goes into in her book for the seven steps of manifesting love into your life. And are you keeping yourself in victim jail? Ooh, yeah, that victim jail. So many of us are just like, no, I'm going to stay right here behind bars because it's comfortable and woe is fucking me. No, we're done with that shit. We are going to get out of victim jail and into manifesting the life we want. And finally, we're going to talk about if your limiting beliefs and false narratives, are they holding you back from what you're wanting to manifest in your life? Short answer, yes, they fucking are. But we're going to talk about how to fix that shit. She's going to give you an actual powerful exercise to really hone in on this and do this. So let's fucking get into it without further ado. Jamie Bronstein, welcome to FML Talk. I'm so freaking excited to have you here and for the conversation we're about to have. So thank you for gracing us with your presence. Thank you for interviewing me today. And I know that this is going to be an amazing inspirational discussion because both of us love talking about everything that we're going to be talking about. Yes, I like read all the things of like the topics of what you can speak on. And I was like, oh my God, yes, we have to have her on. This is brilliant. So yay, happy to have you here. You have a new book <laughs> and the title is great, Man Ifesting. I <laughs> love it. A step-by-step -step guide to attracting the love that is meant for you. So often on this show and in my DMs, people are like, 
how do I attract that person that I want into my life? Why am I dating assholes? Like, when is it going to be my turn? And I cannot wait to dig into this with you because it's like such a fucking hot topic for my listeners. <laughs> I fucking cannot wait to change people's lives because that's why. Yes. Yes. Okay. So give me a little bit of background on you and what led you to writing this book. So let's just take it back to the fact that my name in French means I love. J'aime. J apostrophe A-I-M-E. So I was destined to do this work. And I also started loving psychology in high school. So I mixed the fact that I'm a romantic with my love of psychology, took me into a career being a psychotherapist for the past 20 years. And I found that the clients that came in that either wanted a relationship or couples or breakups and divorces were the ones that I really gravitated towards. So that I branded myself as the relationship expert. And then this book, I was thinking, what population of all of my clients is the one that has the most hope. And those are the single people. And even if they don't have hope, it's a place where they're not jaded too much. Mm. And this goes for even divorced and widows, because there is that special, beautiful place when you are in that place to manifest where there is the unknown and there is the hope. So I really wanted to work and inspire and change lives and perspectives with this population because there is so much to learn and so many, like I said, so many lives to change and perspectives to eyes to be opened. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a hot topic. And, you know, I think there's something to be said for people who are wanting a relationship so bad and like wanting to focus on manifesting that person into their life so badly that they almost have too tight of a grasp on it. And it's like they're trying to force it into existence. So I know a lot of like the tips you have that you can share with us are going to help people release that a little bit and come at this in a more, you know, easygoing and like, how can I really bring the right person into my life type of way? Well, I love that you're bringing this up because this is one of my favorite chapters in the book. It's chapter four, and it's about not having laser focus Mm. because the universe does not do well with that tight way. So it is about trusting in the universe and saying, I trust that you're going to bring me what I need, not necessarily what I want. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't even know what that is. So when we have that death, let's call it a desperation energy, it never goes well, whether it's in your life, in your dating life, the universe just does not respond to that because our outside experience is a reflection of our inner reality. So what is going on inside of us? If we're hyperactive, fear mode, going crazy, it has to happen. What will happen on the outside of us, opportunities, experiences, people will just be reflecting that. And we can get Mm -hmm. more into that. But that is that whole not having that tight grip and just allowing more being open. Yeah. One of my tips that I give for people when they're manifesting is, and this isn't just a relationship, this is anything. It's be very clear on what you want, like the main checklist items, and then allow the universe to deliver it in a way that you don't even conceive possible. The example that I use all the time is I was like, okay, I'm going to release this book and then a celebrity is going to see it and read it and then they're going to post about it and then it's going to take off like wildfire. Like that's how it's going to go. That's how it's, it was so ingrained in me. Never in a million years did I think I was going to blow up on TikTok and 
I was going to start doing all these videos, naturally marketing my book. And that's what was going to make it take off. So it still got to the same end result, but the universe delivered it in such a different creative way that I never even would have thought possible. So you have to know what you're wanting and then allow however it's going to come in to not be a controlled, like it doesn't have to make sense. It can come from the weirdest places. And trust. It's, it's mm-hmm. like intuition is, is knowing what you know without knowing necessarily why. But you knew that it was it was going to be successful. You just didn't know how necessarily. Yes. But you yes. did have your plan, but you plan and God laughs, which is so true. And so you saw that. You had planned that. God laughed and said, we're going to give you this or something better. And yes. God, the universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it, life gave you this or something better. Absolutely. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. So let's talk about intuition because that's such a important thing that and it's a word that gets thrown around so often and people sometimes are like, what the fuck does that even mean? And sometimes people think it's just their gut being like, he's cheating on you. It's so much more. What are some good ways that you can strengthen and connect with your intuition? So before we get into that, I want to talk about fear and love. There are two things in life. There's fear and there's love. Yeah. So Every choice, every word, everything that we say is either fear-based or love-based. So you want to go with the loving choice versus the fearful choice. And the problem when people aren't in touch with their intuition is that they make choices from fear, a lack. Well, I better be with this guy forever because what if I'm never going to meet another one that has this and this and this? So that would be Mm -hmm. fear. That's not connected with your intuition. Your intuition, your authentic self, your soul would say, no, this is not a sacred yes. This is not a hell yes. I'm trying to talk myself into this. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to pass on this one and wait. So intuition to me, like I said, is knowing something, not necessarily knowing how you know it, but you know, it's a knowing, it's a feeling. And the way that we get there now, women, you know, you hear women's intuition. So I'd say that women, most women over men, there are some men that are very intuitive. Most women we're already born with a stronger intuition. So we're a little ahead of the game. The thing is, intuition is just like any muscle. You need to strengthen it. You need to build it. 
So I always say from the simplest things as start being aware of every choice that you're making, whether it's deciding what to have for lunch at the restaurant or dinner. You don't need to ask the waiter or waitress or ask anybody around you. Check in with yourself. What do you want? Mm. And you take it into the dating world or in relationships. Just taking a moment and closing your eyes if you need to or don't. The crazy thing about intuition is that your answer is always there. It's a matter of getting past the fear and any mm. negative narrative. Got to get past it. The answer is always there. And if you think back to any regret that you have, because I believe when you are in touch with your intuition and in your integrity, you'll never have a regret again in your life. Mm. So if you look back at any regret that you have, it's because you made the fearful choice and you were not in touch with your intuition, your authentic self, your soul. Yeah, mm, that's so spot on and so accurate. And it's so true that it's like a muscle. You have to practice it. It's not something that you can just ignore. And when you get to some massive life decision, you're like, fuck, all right, intuition, where are you at? Come through. It's like, you have to practice that. And that's such a good example, going to the restaurant and like being like, no, I'm going to make this decision. What do I want? Let me check in with myself. Those are so easy things that you can do throughout your day-to-day -day life that helps strengthen that muscle. I love that tip. Yes. And also this is in my book, this is just a little teaser, but this is an exercise in my book which can also help you start to hone in on your intuition and get connected with yourself because really that's what it's all about. And it's really simple. You make a list of 10 qualities of yourself. Who am I? I am smart. I'm funny. I'm attractive. Whatever you want to say about yourself. I'm adventurous. And you look at that list before you go to sleep at night. You close your eyes. You say, universe, God, whoever you talk to, source, please help me be connected to myself. Help me know this about myself. Help me know me. And you will find that miraculous, magical things will happen in your life. And we can talk about, I call them bedtime intentions. We can talk about this later on or not or whatever. But there is a magical, crazy thing that happens when you close your eyes at night and you talk to the universe mm -hmm. and you ask, you ask for anything. So that's another, it's a practice. You know, if you have to set an alarm on your phone, Look at my fucking list. And I, right before the show, you said you can curse. I normally don't, but since, <laughs> and it's in your title. So look at your fucking list before you go to sleep. I love it. <laughs> fucking ask for that connection to yourself because that connection to yourself brings you to everything that is just waiting for you beyond your fear. Yes. Yes. And I love that you said every decision that you make or choice that you make is going to either come from a place of fear or a place of love. And it's so important when you're talking about any type of manifesting to not come from a place of lack or a place of fear, because that just pushes things away. So if you're going, oh my God, I really want to like manifest this dream home that I saw, but like, it's so expensive and I don't know how we would pay for it. The universe is like, well, fuck, I'm not going to give that to her then if she doesn't feel like it's going to happen, like and she can't do it. So. One thing that I always say to my clients is don't worry about the how. Yeah. That's the universe's job. Don't worry about yeah. the how. Set your intention. See it happening. Live as if it's already happening. And you're going to have a hell of a better chance of it happening. Most of the time yeah. it will happen. I, I don't want to say, it's, you know, I don't make any act look for sure promises because <laughs> everything still is already planned out and meant to be. However, Remember, if it's not this, it'll be something better for the highest good of all concerned. 
So there are all these different things that play into when we are manifesting, but you're going to give yourself the best chance possible if you, if you follow those steps. Yeah. Yeah. So piggybacking on fear, you talk about fear-based dating personas. What is that first of all, and how do you identify them and how are they holding us back? So I'll name a few. I don't want to give too many away. Yeah. Because read the book. (laughs) Read the book. Your life will change. Promise. That is one promise I will make. Your life will change. You will meet your man. Okay. So a few of them are the chameleon. We've all been there. And the crazy thing about the dating personas that I've identified, kind of like love languages, although actually, well, love languages, you can be a hybrid of one or two, maybe. Right. Dating personas, what's so interesting about them, I think that most women have experienced most of them at some point in their dating journey. So for instance, the chameleon, the chameleon, the girl, Stacy. Okay, I'm just making this up. I named her in my book, one of my clients, but I changed her name. (laughs) Stacy, okay. There are lots of Stacys out there. We've all been there. You change for every guy you date. Oh, Stacy. And the problem with Stacy is that you're not in touch with Lucy, who you actually are. Right. The problem with that is you will never be aligned with the right match for you if you're showing up as something that's not you. Yeah. So it's fear-based because the fear is, well, this guy's going to leave me if I don't do something. My story in the book, just for a vulnerable moment, it's not like anything crazy, but I was dating this guy years ago and he loved scuba diving. I did not. I had never gone, but was not on my bucket list, not even close whatsoever. But I got certified in scuba. (laughs) Something that I never planned on doing. And I did it because there was a trip going to Catalina Island from LA. And I just wanted to spend more time with him. So I fucking got certified in scuba. And I spent a lot of money so I can spend more time with him. Yeah. And have, you, a- and have you ever scuba dived since then? <laughs> no, and I never will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a perfect example of the chameleon. I like to put myself in the book besides for my clients' examples. So you don't want to be the chameleon. A few other ones are the, the settler, which we talked about briefly before. It's just don't be the settler. You know, wait until it's a hell yes. Wait until you meet that guy. You don't have to talk yourself into it. Yeah. Life is too short and love is too real to settle. Oh, what a good quote that is. Yes. I've never said that before, but there it is. Oh, well, that should have been in the book. But yeah, I mean, and look, that's not us saying make a checklist. And if he doesn't, you know, have dark hair, you should bolt the other way because you shouldn't settle. No, that's not what we're saying. But if there are core values there or if something's missing that, doesn't like excite you and make you feel a certain way. Like, don't convince yourself that that's good enough just because you're scared to be alone. Absolutely not. Because a worse feeling is to be alone in a relationship. And I don't know how many people that are listening or watching have experienced that. Yeah. But there's there's almost no worse feeling in the world. Or this is a warning for anybody who hasn't felt this, to feel alone when you're even actually with somebody. 
Yeah, it's the absolute worst. And I know a lot of people, unfortunately, listening to this are going, shit, that's me. And it's it's a big problem. A lot of people settle into relationships because they're comfortable or because they're scared to be alone or because they're like, well, I don't want to go through dating again. Or, you know, if I leave this person, it's going to take me three years to get into a different relationship. But like, it's all not worth it if you're not happy. And if you say that it will happen, if you say it's going to take so much time, it will. But if you it's just that subtle shift and changing your lens of perception, changing it's not thinking positively because I think that that's really, that's too buzzwordy. And, and it's not even, it's not about, you can't think your way into something. It's feeling and knowing and visualizing, believing, like I said. Yeah. Seeing it, seeing it happening, seeing whatever that is that you want, that you need to happen, happen versus, oh, this is going to be hell. If you think it's going to be hell or feel it's going to be hell, rather, it will be hell. But if right. you feel that it's going to be with ease, and you're in the flow. And like I said, everything that's waiting for you is just beyond your own fear, then you can grasp it, it can come to you. Yeah, it's your thoughts creating your own reality. So like keep them in check. And those feelings too. the feelings are so important. So in the book, you talk about the seven steps to manifesting love. Obviously, I can't sit here and be like, give us all the steps like people need to go read the book. But can you give us an insight as to like what's broken down in the book and like what that is going to teach people to do? Yeah. So I'll just kind of go over the beginning steps, which is you first need to unconditionally love yourself. And to do that, there's all of this healing. Usually even people, I always call her Jenny. She's not in my book as Jenny, but the Jenny's out there. Oh my God, like I just haven't met the right guy yet. Like, but that's it. But not really knowing why. And people walking around feeling like, well, there's nothing to heal. But the truth is that everybody has something to heal. Whether it was something, you know, a big T trauma, little T trauma, like it's all relative. But everybody has something to look at in their lives. We are the common denominator in all these relationships. So start to unconditionally love yourself. So that the universe can give you the reflection of that. And it's setting the intention. It's believing. It's trusting. It's also surrendering. There's so much more. It's cultivating your intuition. But basically, my book is laid out with all these steps. Each chapter has a dating persona associated with it. You will identify with at least five of the dating personas. You've all, you've been there at some time in your dating life. And there's beautiful gifts and nuggets from each chapter and each dating persona. It's my stories, it's my client's stories, and then it's the spiritual, all of these spiritual concepts. Mm. And at the end of the day, really what this book teaches you is it helps you figure out the missing piece, which is what everybody wants to know. Why hasn't it happened? So you'll be able to identify that missing piece. And is that a different piece for each person or is there one golden rule like this is the missing piece for every person? No, that's why it's so beautiful because we are all so different and we're all so unique and we all have such different life experiences and family lives growing up, everything, different past exes, relationships. But I have identified the, let's say, top three reasons and it's DUI. So it's... it's, (gasps) doing the same thing over and over again without changing mm. thing. 
not doing anything about your unresolved issues and also not being in touch with your intuition. So those are like top three, right. but some, there's also forgiveness. Like, let's say you, you're walking around and you think that everything's okay, but you're have this huge, um, it's called a samskara. It's a crystallized energy inside because you either haven't forgiven yourself or somebody else in your past, in your life, yep. family. So there's so many, and I call them beautiful reasons because at the end of the day, we don't want to look at our lives as it happened to us like we are a victim. We want mm-hmm. to look at it as this was a gift. Yeah. So yeah. I can learn more about myself. I can grow. And it is a gift. Even the most horrible things, it's a gift. It's it's what we choose to do with it. Yeah. It's so hard for people who have sometimes it's so hard for some people who have been through traumas and who really horrible shit has happened to them in their life to hear, oh, you need to not be a victim and have this be a jumping off point for you to grow from. I am so thankful that my mom taught me that at a young age. I was, God, I think I was 16. We were having some like blowout fight in my angsty teen years. And I turned around and was like, well, I'm, I'm like this because dad died. And she looked at me and she was like, Gabrielle, you can be sad about your father's death. You can be angry. You can feel any of the emotions that you need to feel around that grief, but you will never use your father's death ever again as an excuse to your actions. And it was really in that moment where she taught me when you go through any type of trauma or grief, you eventually are going to come to a fork in the road and you can go right and decide to be a victim and say, woe is me and walk around with this like dark cloud on you for the rest of your life and allow it to become your identity. Or you can turn left and you can say, okay, this happened to me. It was fucked up, but I'm going to see what I can learn from it, how I can grow from it. And it's going to make me a better person and be part of my story, but not define me. And that's so important for people to realize because if you're walking around with this like oh this happened to me and you know you're inevitably going to continue to attract stuff that's on that vibrational level amen amen (laughs) sister yes i have such compassion for your story it's so beautiful and the thing is is that do you want to be in jail for the rest of your life or do you want to set yourself free no one's keeping you there, but there's this subconscious, maybe negativity bias or feeling like you're the only one or you're alone or you have the worst life. That is the thing that keeps you there. And no one is going to take you out of that jail until you, yes, therapists, coaches, friends, support, but until you, like if someone has an alcohol problem or a drug problem or anything or a weight loss, whatever it is, until you have that Hail Mary or rock bottom or spiritually and dark night of the soul moment, you're not going to make a change. And so it's yeah. like, do you want yeah. to be free or do you want to let your past determine your future? Yeah, absolutely. So since we're on the subject of your past <laughs> dictating your future, you talk in the book about healing the narratives and limiting beliefs that are holding you back from love specifically. My mom, apart from being an actress, is a world healer. So she does all work with like subconscious beliefs and energy clearing. So this is like my 
life is like whenever something's going wrong, I'm like, mom, what the fuck is the limiting belief that I need to let go of? So this is great. I would love if you could shed a little bit of light on this because it's not something that a ton of people know about if they're not in the more spiritual world. They're walking around going like, why do I keep attracting all these horrible fucking people into my life? Or why do all these bad things keep happening to me? And so many times it can be because of those those narratives and those limiting beliefs. Yeah. So I like to do something called compassionate self-forgiveness. And it's really simple. You identify what that negative narrative is. For instance, I'm unworthy of love. I'm incapable of love. I can't trust whatever that story is. There are no good guys, whatever your story is. And you put your hand on your heart, you close your eyes and you say, I forgive myself for buying into the misbelief that I'm unworthy of love. Mm. And I would say, what is the truth? And then you check in and you get home. The truth is I'm worthy of love. You know, you got to get, you need to get quiet to know the truth. Mm. And it's a practice and it might not happen after that first one, but I have seen the most beautiful, life-changing moments, even from when somebody finds the truth. So that, that is one way that I work with my clients. And I teach this in the book. It's identifying what is that misbelief? Because these negative narratives, somebody might have said something to you in the sandbox in kindergarten, or in yeah, seventh yeah. grade, or a parent, or an ex-boyfriend, anything. And we're not even aware that they're going on. So it's the awareness and then identifying it and forgiving yourself for buying into the misbelief or misinterpretation. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. That's so powerful. That's an incredibly powerful exercise. And it goes back to dealing with your little child a lot too. Like you just said, there's so many times where your dad did something to you that made you feel abandoned when you were three years old. And now you've been attracting all these people who continuously abandon you in your life, or your mom made you feel like you were ugly. And now you just have this horrible vision of yourself. And it's, it's crazy when you can tap into that and redirect the thoughts and switch it from the false narrative into love, how that will start opening up things in your life. It's quite literally like energetic magic. It is. And we are all made of energy and we have a certain amount of energy in us per day. So we don't want anything to be an energy leak. Mm. An energy leak is being in those low vibrational places of negative narratives, negative thoughts, negative feelings, more of the feelings, you know, like I, I was saying before, it's more of the feelings, like just feeling, feeling like there's this darkness over you or this dark cloud walking around like that. Like you're saying, like I'm saying you will absolutely attract the reflection of that. So this is a way once again, to free yourself, to become free from the lies. Yeah. And yeah. it's important to note that the lies come from our ego, our mind. So it's important to drop down from our head to our heart, from our mind, from our ego to our heart, our soul, our authentic self, our core right here, the truth, and to consciously, intentionally do that. And you can do that in any moment, hmm. any situation. Yeah. 
it's really like taking that breath to reset yourself and check in with your thoughts. Like we've talked a lot on the show about like negative self-talk. And when you're walking around saying, God, I'm so tired. Oh my God, I'm so tired. God, I'm so fucking tired. You're creating yourself being tired. So even if you're feeling tired physically, when you say that, stop and be like, God, I have so much energy. I feel so good. And you're basically just tricking your brain into switching the narrative. It's the same thing on a conscious level as it is to stop and drop in to your authentic self and switch it from a negative feeling or emotion to a love feeling or emotion. So the crazy thing about our ego is that it takes fear to the next level. So our ego was developed a long time ago just to keep us safe from bears and fires. But now our ego does everything it can to keep us safe from everything. So that's why it's it's fear-based. So it's going to say, no, don't take that chance. Don't go for that guy. You better end the relationship because you don't want to get hurt. So mm-hmm. it's constantly keeping us safe. So we need to have a talk with our ego because fear is always going to be there. Nobody lives a, even the monks that live on the mountains, nobody lives a truly fearless life. So we need to have a talk with our ego and say, I hear you. I see you. Thank you for showing up. Bless your soul. Please take a seat in the back of the bus. I am the driver of this bus and I got this. And that also goes back to our intuition and our empowerment saying, I can trust myself. I got this. I don't have to listen to this. It's just trying to keep me safe and small. I'm going to really live life. Take those risks. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And it's it's so hard to do that because sometimes we've been living with the ego in our head for so long that we don't know that that's an option to be like, sit the fuck down. I'm going to do something different this time. Yes, because we live our lives listening to this and thinking that there must be some validity to it. But blessed soul, once again, there is not. The validness, our integrity, our truth is right here. And and this goes back to the everything is fear and love. Ask yourself, is this the fearful choice? Is this the loving choice? Is this fear showing up? Is this love? If you always go with the loving choice and always go with the love, once again, you'll never have another regret. Oh my God. Amen. And on that note, girl, this has been such a freaking great episode with so much good information. I know this is going to be one that people go back and re-listen to. Can you tell everybody where the book is available, how they can find you, all of the things? Absolutely. So my website's really easy. It's therelationshipexpert.com. My Instagram is almost as easy as that. It's at the relationship expert. No E at the beginning of expert, the relationship letter X P E R T. My book, Manifesting, if you put in Amazon, man in big letters, manifesting, if you put Jamie Brownstein manifesting, J-A-I-M-E-B-R-O-N-S-T-E-I-N, manifesting, it will come up on Amazon. But if you go to my website or my Instagram, it's all over the place anyway. And you'll be putting in the show notes, I do have a free gift, which is seven days of manifesting love. So um, you'll be getting an email for seven days, exercises, affirmations all the fun stuff. Oh my God. Amazing. So we will put the link for the book in the show notes as well as that free gift. Thank you so much for gifting my listeners that because I know it's going to be so powerful for them. I just think you are wonderful and I can't wait to dig into this book some more. So thank you for being here and sharing this beautiful gift with us today. Thank you for interviewing me. I love when I have conversations where it's just really good back and forth. 
and not just asking the questions. Because I mean, you seem to be run the same along the same lines of our same wa- same wavelength for sure. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the title of your podcast, by the way. Oh, thank you, and thank you for being here, Jamie. I so appreciate it. Thank you. I want to thank Jamie so much for coming on and having this conversation with us. I hope you guys got a lot out of this episode. There was some golden freaking nuggets in here. And I hope you guys check out her book, Manifesting. Because again, although this book focuses on, you know, manifesting that love into your life or that partner, manifesting is an umbrella, you know, blanket over whatever you're trying to bring into your life, whether that's abundance or a different job or family, friends, like whatever you're trying to manifest into your life, the rules and the principles that we talked about in this episode hold true to that. So I'm sending you all my love for going out and manifesting some awesome fucking shit into your life, my loves. Yay. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Go back, re-listen, get all the, get all the things out of it, and I will see you next week. All right, FMLers, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're loving the show, drop us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone or the podcast page at FML Talk Podcast. For all the merch and books signed personally by me, you can shop the FML line on eatprayfml.com. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.